Ten years ago, people across the Middle East rose up. Demonstrators in Tunisia brought down a corrupt autocrat. Zini al-Abdini Ben Ali sought refuge in Saudi Arabia, inspiring other nations in the region to take to the streets and voice their discontent. And the leaders of Egypt and Libya were the next to fall. Today, the government of Libya announced the death of Muammar Gaddafi. When protests erupted across Syria, the regime of Bashar al-Assad seemed vulnerable. But Assad responded with brutal force. These are the frantic and horrifying scenes from a suspected sarin gas attack in northern Syria today. A decade later, and the country is still ravaged by war. My neighborhood is completely destroyed. Millions have fled the country. Many of them still live in refugee camps in Lebanon and Jordan. Life here in the camp is not a life. It's like a prison here in the camp. Others are displaced within Syria's borders, unable to return to their homes. Till now are not allowed to enter, to rebuild. So my neighborhood is just a name. This past decade has been particularly hard on young people whose lives have been upended by the conflict. If I travel, I can continue my education and I can take my freedom in studying. But here, I can't take my freedom. On March 9th, foreign policy in partnership with World Vision International and the Syrian American Medical Society brings you Syria's Lost Generation, a six-part podcast about young displaced Syrians and how they're coping with the trauma of war and trying to find a way back to normalcy. After 10 years, I think things will change and our lives will get better, hopefully. And we will change the place we are living in because if we stayed here another 10 years, then this is a disaster. Subscribe to Syria's Lost Generation wherever you get your podcasts.